0: hello and welcome to the 96th week of our podcast the youth thought sports podcast. My name is Jared I'm podcasting alongside the entire crew for the second week in a row Lucas, Aiden Bart and Wyatt. Let's get straight into some news we missed. There's a lot. Last Thursday uh, obviously the Giants lost in a Thursday night thr- uh, thriller. Where the crew went 4-1 in game predictions Due to Wyatt being the only one to pick the Giants Let's be honest I was almost
1: 1-4 Okay, sure, sure. <laughs>
0: There was only two options there, I guess The uh, In that game The entire NFL Network crew Characterized the Giants' missed Touchdown opportunity to Darius Slayton As a drop on Darius Slayton rather than a bad throw By Daniel Jones It was a bad throw, Wyatt you don't just overthrow your own no, right receiver it? when he's You touch him in the hands. When he's that's wide what you, open, you don't overthrow pay.
1: That's what you pay a top flight. Top flight. It no, is you pay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> top is, flight. Is to catch the ball. Well, you pay a top 25 quarterback in Daniel Jones to not overthrow that ball as well. <laughs> are,
2: are you sure about that, Jared? Yeah, maybe no, not, I, not.
0: I'm <laughs> confident in <laughs> <at> top 25. <laughs> really. yeah. uh, also, another,
3: another, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead, Lucas. I was gonna say I like how you said before you gave like how we did on those predictions. You're like, let's be honest, the crew went four and one, <laughs> as if you were planning on like lying about how we went or how it <laughs> happened or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and other news about young quarterbacks, my dark horse MVP pick, Joe Burrow, threw three picks on literally three consecutive passes, which is, you know, pretty atrocious, but. He's not going to throw a pick the rest of the season. That's how, that's how he's going to get that Dark Horse MVP. No, I'm just kidding. We'll see about that. Um, I was watching the Seahawks Titans game on Sunday, and the defensive back, DJ Reed, got hit with a taunting penalty the first one I've seen live after stopping a huge downfield pass attempt. The announcer said they understand the rule, but didn't think it should be applied there. I don't understand the rule. Let's just watch a game <laughs> of Madden or landscaping at this point. They want our players to be robots, apparently. I don't. I don't get the rule. Robots, yeah. Jared's all on. Yeah, we we should watch robots on landscaping. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like some robots
3: could do some great taunting while landscaping. (laughs) So I don't know if you really avoid. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, have you seen Boston? What's it called? Boston Dynamics is that the name of the company that knows those robots? Yeah. Uh Scary stuff. Just saying. Um, In some other sad quarterback nudes, Tua, Carson Wentz, and Andy Dalton all suffered injuries. Uh, I didn't write down any updates on any of those, so I'm not sure if they're <laughs> playing this week. But Carson's stay out. Stay tuned. Watch out. Uh, Carson's out. Two uh, okay. sprint angles.
1: Yeah, two sprint angles. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs>
3: How that happens, I don't know, but I, think I love it. Andy
1: Dalton it. is projected to be out, and oh. Tua, I'm not sure, but he's day to
0: day. They they want to see if he's practicing. I did see something about him, but yeah. Um, well, it did give Andy Dalton's injury. Did give Justin uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Some time to shine And he I I, I wrote here that he led the Bears to a win They might have won in spite of him He wasn't really that great But nonetheless a win for the Bears Which was was, uh, much needed for them To avoid the 0-2 start Uh, Other quarterback news The real Jameis Winston returned in week 2 Throwing two picks Uh, No touchdowns I believe as well So that was pretty pretty sad Um, On the running back side though Derrick Henry Three touchdowns in the second half uh, another good performance as yeah. well, Tom Brady, five passing touchdowns against Atlanta. That man apparently cannot be stopped, which is, well, it's the Falcons, <laughs> yeah. but let's be yeah. honest, but still. Um, and then the last yeah. thing, I wanted to give a shout out from last week. Derek Carr had a super phenomenal Monday Night Football interview. We didn't talk about it because it was Monday Night Football. We didn't really really put in the outline, but uh, it was like one of my favorite postgame interviews I've ever seen potentially. He was just giving compliments, dishing out like really genuine compliments to some people and stuff. Aaron Jones also, this last Monday Night Football, also had a really good interview. Good outlook on life, for sure. That's going to conclude the news of good outlooks we Good outlook on life. Oh. <laughs> Bart? Go ahead. That was a good interruption.
4: I, no, there was just, oh, um, uh, shoot. What's his name? The, the ex Packers running back who got signed by the Lions had a really funny interview. Oh. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, J- Jamal Williams or Jamal like Williams sounds right. Anyway, he—he he, yes. it was really funny, but I, I mentioned the good outlook on life because he was also just like very, very much like, yeah, the Packers signed me, but the Lions, or the Packers caught me, but the Lions signed me, and I'm really grateful to have this opportunity. But he, like, he presented it very funnily. It was all over Twitter for like a day. Oh. You, you, you had yeah, to be sir. there. Yeah, <laughs> it had it's time. It had it's
1: time. Can I give a shout out as well? Yes. Do so I went it. golfing. No. Uh, with one of my buddies and i got paired with a lovely couple greg and patty i told them about the podcast they told me they would listen they're huge notre dame fans and they oh. love college football and i got us talking and i told him we had a podcast so uh, if you guys are listening big shout out if you guys listened last week you know i guess i can't transfer to last week but i hope we kept you so thank you again for <laughs> listening and it was good golfing with you
3: Listener gonna, of you know. Listeners of the week, listeners yeah. of the week, listeners,
2: listeners of, the week. of the week. Why they're yes. gonna hate you as soon as you open your mouth? I know and call exactly. Out. <laughs> <laughs> this I this know. Friendship it's over. Yeah, that I was not
4: a
0: name apologist yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get into. Uh, let's conclude the news we missed and get into our first segment here. Uh, we have a handful of two and zero and zero and two teams in the NFL. We're gonna go through a few of those teams and discuss their potential. Yes, I know the Giants Jets and Vikings all have zeros in their record right now, but we've already talked about them. They've had their time in the spotlight. So we're going to go through four other teams. For each team, <laughs> okay. yeah, for each team, <laughs> tell me what their ceiling is and what their floor is. Let's start with the Raiders who are 2 and 0. Lucas, what do you think?
3: Well, not only do I think they have a good lo- outlook on life, the Raiders, I think they have a great outlook for their season. I think they actually might be a very good team. Both are wins so far against Really good opponents, the Ravens, who just beat the Chiefs, and the Steelers, who beat the Bills, and looked really, decent in both. Derek Carr has been really good. The offense also just around him looks to be super good. He's just the fourth quarterback in NFL history, Derek Carr, with at least 380 passing yards and multiple touchdowns in each of the first two games of the season. Another week, another heavily qualified stat. Darren (laughs) Waller uh, looks like an elite tight end. Um, And while the defense struggled a tiny bit, containing Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the first game, but who wouldn't? They look better against the Steelers. They only allowed 17. The division does look tough. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Justin Herbert and the Chargers look good, even though they didn't beat the Cowboys this past weekend. And the Broncos are off to a 0 start. Um, so all that being considered, I think they're going to be a good team this year. I think they'll improve a lot. I think the ceiling at this point, maybe divisional or conference title game in, uh, in the playoffs. Um, with the floor, I think... I don't think they'd be much worse than 8 and 9 this year, 9 and 8 being a borderline playoff team. Fair, Aiden? Yeah, I'm I'm also
2: fairly optimistic about the Raiders, though I, I do think they have one of the biggest like Florida ceiling gaps in the NFL, potentially the biggest <laughs> in the AFC. Um like I think their ceiling is they I feel like they could, you know, in some some not totally unrealistic unre- um, universe make the Super Bowl. I mean, they've, they've already beaten what people would say are two of the five best teams in the conference, as Lucas mentioned. Last year, they played the Chiefs almost better than anyone. Uh, they beat them once, and they lost by four points in their in their other matchup. Um, and yeah, there's reasons to be optimistic about Derek Carr and Waller, as Lucas mentioned. Mm-hmm. Henry Ruggs, is, uh, who Jared is quite high on, looked good uh-huh. last week, so it seems like mm-hmm. he might be turning a corner as well. Um, but I, I think their floor is like is also fairly low. Um, I'd, I'd say it's like seven and ten. Um, it's like they're inconsistent. You know, they mm-hmm. like last year after they you know lost to Kansas City by four points, the next week they lost to the Falcons forty three to six. Um, one of the one of the <laughs> Falcons four wins, um, and they just went eight and eight. Um, so, and that coupled with the fact that, as Lucas mentioned, they have a, a sneaky good division. Um, obviously, the Chiefs yeah. aren't sneaky. Uh, but the the Chargers kind of are, and yeah, the Broncos who have beaten the Giants and Jaguars—not so maybe the, <laughs> the most impressive wins ever—they um, have the Jets coming up next week, so. that's... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, but they, they look like a solid team. So that's like that's like all four teams that conference are like competitive um, slash good. So I, I do think like if they make it out of it, they could make some noise if they go on a run but their inconsistency is what i'm a little bit worried about so we'll see if this 2 and 0 start really carries over.
0: Yeah, totally agree on the inconsistency. They're also super undisciplined. They're just it's just yeah. like Raiders football, like penalties, <laughs> throwing a pick that literally hits the receiver in the face like it's like that's I was like that's Raiders football right there. But yeah.
1: <laughs> I was Alex Leatherwood does not look like the worst pick in the world at the moment. No, I was <laughs> the same thing. Oh, that fast. had
3: bust written all over oh, yeah. it. he's looked yep. pretty good.
1: It's a reach still, but he, uh-huh. he does not look atrocious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Grid knows offensive personnel at least. Why he what does. about what about Arizona Cardinals? They're two 0 mm-hmm. right now. After es- escaping against the Vikings, let's be honest.
1: Right, right. Uh I think <laughs> the ceiling is where they are right now, which is second place in the NFC North um the Rams, I think, are going to win that division, and we'll talk more about them later. But I think that the easiest thing to, to assume is that Cliff Kingsbury is not going to keep this up. Their floor is a 500 or as close to 500 as you could possibly get on the 17-game schedule. A 500 season, and Cliff Kingsbury is looking for a new job. That's what I think that their floor is. And I think that they're actually more likely to reach their floor than they are to reach their ceiling right now they have a lot of tough matchups I think they have uh I know they have the Browns coming up they're the Rams 49ers a, a sneaky tough you could call it Houston team and then, <laughs> and then they're followed by the Packers so they do have enough a tough five weeks they could possibly go one and three in the last or one and four in the next five weeks so it's a uh, it's sketchy right now for the for the Cardinals for me Bart
4: yeah, I'm, I'm with you that their floor is definitely low. I, I also think they're kind of like the Raiders in that they have a big gap between their ceiling and their floor. I thought that their ceiling is an NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't make the Super Bowl, I don't think, but I think really it hinges on Kyler Murray. He and the offense are just so like insanely explosive. If he plays like a little bit more intelligently against the Vikings and doesn't throw you know, two picks, that game isn't even close. I think if, if their cards fell the right way, their offense would be basically unstoppable. It kind of comes down to, the, you know, if, if their defense could keep up with it. Um, it's not like their defense is scrubs, you know, they like Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, so on and so forth. It's like, they got a decent team, but I think offensively they're just re- they have the potential to be really, really good. So for me, I think they could hit the NFC Championship game, but the fact that they're in the NFC West makes my floor for them literally missing the playoffs you know cuz like you could plausibly see them losing all 6 division games cuz the NFC West is so good and then they play a handful of other playoff teams which you know i could see them maybe winning like 8 or 9 games which could be a miss of the playoffs entirely it really just comes down to whether their offense is consistent and their defense can keep up with you know the the talent on the offensive side
0: fair Fair point. Let's go over to the Indianapolis Colts, who are 0-2. It's Aiden and Lucas again. Let's start with Aiden. What's their uh, ceiling and floor here?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the Colts have had two pretty tough games to start the season. Seahawks and Rams is a tough draw. Uh, But on the bright side, they are still in a pretty bad division. They got the Texans and Jags. The Texans, yeah, as we mentioned, have looked a bit better than expected. Um, But that's still nice to have. So I think their ceiling is still a wild card spot. Um, I don't really see them taking down the Titans for the division title at the moment, um, but they have enough good, you know, O line, enough good D uh, to potentially be a wild card team. Jonathan Taylor's good. Carson and his two sprained ankles. Um, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe J- Jacob Eason is he their, their backup? <laughs> Maybe he'll go on a run. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think they've I think they've got talent. So I'd say that's their ceiling. Um, Floor, I'd say seven and ten again. I mean, they just don't have enough. I mean, a QB is important. If Carson's not good enough, or his backups, who I'm not super confident in, um, aren't good enough, I could see their you know good O line and good defense kind of going to waste to some extent, even in a in a weak division. Um, so I'd say seven
0: and ten. Lucas,
3: yeah, I think they have one of like the tightest windows of any team on here. I think they're like between 9-8 and eight and, like, 6-11. and 11. I don't see anything much outside of that. Um, I mean, they're, the issues they have are, like, pretty glaring. The offensive line outside of Quentin Nelson has played pretty poorly the past two weeks. Um, Wentz has gotten hit all the time, and it's just sort of, like, continued to, like, make Wentz who we thought he thought he was. Like, I... I mean, to some extent, it's not his fault that the line is, like, allowing pressure in him to get hit. But, I mean... <laughs> You couldn't write it better than him having two sprained ankles. Like that, just seems like the like the thing that would happen to him based off all the injuries. He like he cracks in big moments, like when they were on the goal line and he threw a shovel pass interception, like this past yeah. weekend. Like it's just it, it, he is who he always has been, and well, he can be really good in some points. He does sort of like crack under pressure, and his body like it just isn't gonna hold up and I think if that continues to be the case, even though they have talent, I was gonna mention Jonathan Taylor, A mentioned Jonathan Taylor. I think their defense isn't bad, but I think that they're just like such glaring weaknesses that while they do have talent, I don't think they're gonna be much more than a slightly above five hundred team, but I don't think they're so bad that they're gonna be much below five hundred either. So I think it's a pretty tight window, like six and eleven to eight and nine or nine and eight.
0: Yeah, I w- if I were to chime in, I think it could easily be a double-digit loss team. I, I Like, are the Eagles, besides poor quarterback play, really that different from the Colts in some ways, I think? You know, I, I wonder how how much of that you can pin on Carson Wentz or whoever the backup's going to be. Who knows? We got some buckets on the line on their record, I know. I don't remember what they are, but we have some buckets on them. So I think I booked them to make the playoffs.
3: I'm feeling pretty good about that at this point.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, last but not least... Certainly not least, let's go with the L.A. Rams. Bart and Wyatt again on this one. Bart, what do you say?
4: We just, you know, I saw Wyatt's name, and I thought I have to sign up for it. <laughs> um, For me, they are absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Um, they, they can definitely be one, a Super Bowl winner, I think. They're good enough. Uh, last year, they were 10-6, and six and second in the NFC West again, NFC West. But that was with Jared Goff. Matt Stafford has looked really good this year so far. Uh, their offense is potent, <laughs> if I may say so myself. <laughs> Um, and you know, like they're defensively, they are also prone to being consistent, but any defense that has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey is also capable of being absolutely electric. So I think, you know, again, if their cards fall right, they are going to be really, really good on both sides of the ball. So yeah, Super Bowl winners. Their floor for me is like 10 and seven or so, because again, six really tough games in the NFC West. And then they also play the, the Bucks, the Packers and the Ravens at some point in the season, which are going to be tough games. And the game against the Colts proved that they're not flawless by any means. Like, literally, if, if, if the Colts convert on their fourth down and inside the five, or if Carson Wentz doesn't throw that pick inside the five, if either of those happens, then the Colts win this game. So, you know, they're going to have ups and downs. Um, so, their floor for me is 10 and 7, but I still think they'll make the playoffs for sure. What? Well, what about you, Wyatt?
1: Uh, I agree with everything you said about the ceiling. I think that they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. I think that they are destined to go to the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford looks like the exact right uh, fit for that offense. Like you said, any defense that has Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey is going to find ways to make big plays, and they're going to be in good shape. And I believe that Sean McVay is the best play caller in the NFC West. So I think that all three of those are a recipe for success. And their floor, for me, is higher. I'm really high on the Rams right now. Second-round NFC exit in the playoffs. I think that they're destined to win the division, and I think that their record might be so good that it's a second-round exit because of a first-round buy. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, I think this this team
0: is Super Bowl or bust, in my opinion. I think anything other than a Super Bowl appearance is a failure this year, in my opinion, for the Rams. That's why they that's why they went out and got Matthew Stafford is we need it we're we're like thinking Super Bowl not playoffs every year, right? right. So. All right, that's that was awesome. I, I know there were some 2-0 and 0-2 teams we didn't recap, but we'll probably get to them at some point. Let's go to the 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 game of the week. I sh, I would I would say uh, with the Sunday night matchup between the Ravens and Chiefs. After a shaky start, Lamar Jackson was finally able to beat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. In a thrilling thirty-six to thirty-five victory on Sunday night, as I just mentioned, Bart, did we learn anything about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens that we didn't already know, or is this, or is this year's team built a little differently?
4: I think, yeah, I don't think we really learned much that we didn't already know. It was very par for the course as far as like the Ravens' style goes. Yeah. Uh, you said it was game of the week. I think it might actually end up being like one of the games of the season. It was that good. Yeah. It was that fun. But it really was like it was pretty textbook for them. We have known the Ravens are good drafters for a while and they one thing that they proved in this game is just how insanely deep they are. Here's a crazy stat that i saw. They had i think it was 16 guys on IR and the Chiefs had one. So it was like a crazy mismatch of health and they still beat the Chiefs. And you know, so their top two running backs and then they also had a few guys out who were just like out and out on IR. Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith and Ronnie Stanley. But i wanted to talk more so about their offense and how, like, how in, in uh, line that is for what the Ravens usually do. So we know Lamar Jackson is really, really good at running, and he showed that again with his legs. He was excellent. He had a couple touchdowns, I think, over 100 yards. And then we also know, like people have been saying for a while, the, Ra- or the Ravens are so run-heavy offensively. People are going to figure out how to stop this offense. They've been saying that for a while, and it still hasn't happened. <laughs> They're probably the, one of the most run-heavy teams in the league, right? And they just dominated the Chiefs. They had over six yards (laughs) of carry on 250 yards. The Chiefs, like, barely hit 60 yards rushing. So, like, it's just, like, funny. They're on polar ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also know Lamar is not great at passing sometimes. His first pick was, like, eh. I think it was miscommunication or something. But that second pick was just awful. He threw it into triple coverage. He was clearly locked in on Hollywood Brown. I think, you know, come playoffs, his passing stats haven't been great. And they're going to be dependent on that again. Um, So that was just proof. And then lastly, that game-changing call that Harbaugh made to go for it on fourth and one. That also reminded me just how analytics like heavy the Ravens are. They love doing this. I don't think there was any doubt in Harbaugh's mind that they were going to go for it. I know he asked Lamar, but like... I mean, yeah. he knew what the answer was going to be. So, like, yeah, we were just reminded again how much the, the Ravens are, like, you know, on the side of statistics. And they went for it because it increased their odds of winning, I think, by, like, 20, 25 percent, something like that. So all of those things, though, like, I don't think there's anything really in this game that should shock you. Uh, I think that the defense will be better once people are healthy. Um, but offensively, they were, like, mm-hmm. exactly what you expect the Ravens to be.
0: Okay. What about I mean, okay? Here, how about this? What about ceiling or floor for this team then? What's especially ceiling? What's the ceiling for this team?
4: I mean, also Super Bowl. Yeah, win, I'm sure. yeah. I think
3: yeah. I mean, that offense is so good. Like even if they're mildly competent in the past, like Lamar avoids bad mistakes in the passing game. Like the offense is so good that they can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. It's just That's a fair. matter of Lamar stepping up in the playoffs. Fingers
0: crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, no, because I remember reading that some people, some people apparently thought the Chiefs had a realistic chance of going undefeated this year, mm-hmm. uh, and they were just knocked off in week two. So yeah, I mean, if you think the Chiefs are valid Super Bowl contenders, which everybody does, yeah, mm-hmm. the Ch- the Ravens absolutely are too.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, well, and I think like too, Bart, you mentioned like just how in the run game is, and I think that sort of like ties in nicely with that like fourth and one call. Like, the analytics say one thing too, but like you know that, like, they had just run over the Chiefs, like, the entire game. So, like, you know, while you could take, like, the average 4th and 1 conversion success rate, like, them running it there, like, expands, I think, that exponentially. Like, just the way that we were able to, like, dominate between the trenches, like, really shows, like, they knew they could convert, they knew they could put the game away right there. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also don't think that factors in the fact that you're giving the ball back to Mahomes. Which makes it easier yeah. decision because Mahomes is like apparently just a hack when he gets the ball in like late, yeah. late game situations. Yeah, you knew that. Exactly. Like they would
0: easily drive down that field in a prevent defense and just get into yes. field goal range for like a forty five yarder and yeah. and hit it probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I'm a little worried about about how short staffed they are, and if if it's happening this early in the season, what is the rest of the season going to look like? I mean, like Lamar Jackson is literally third in the league in rushing yards right now, for crying out loud, and he's a quarterback. Like. I, I don't know if that's going to be sustainable for the entire season, especially when you start getting in playoff teams, playoff games every week. So that'd be my worry for them. If you can you reload after that, but
3: yeah, I mean, but couldn't you make the counter argument, like in terms of like if it's this early the season, they're already so injured, like they'll have guys who come off IR at some point too, right?
0: Right, so but then, a lot know, of times it seems to be sell. like a systemic problem or something, like the Eagles last year, or you mm. know what I mean. It's definitely suspicious.
4: Like, it. like people were saying, "What's wrong with their practice field?" Because yeah. it seems like something yeah. is. Because like they had a, they had a few recently, right? That were all in practices. It's like change your change your facility because yeah. <laughs> something something might That's actually be the yeah. broken there. Yeah.
0: All right, I think I think that about wraps it up. Um, let's look though at our Thursday night football preview. I'm pretty excited for this game, actually. I know it's kind of a uh, weird matchup, but I'm excited for it. One 2-0 team that we didn't mention above was the Carolina Panthers. Jared's, or Jared's, I wrote my my name down there. My surprise team that is bearing fruit. <laughs> After seeing Zach Wilson throw four picks in for the New York Jets and a two-in-the-win column for the Panthers, Sam Darnold haters are shaking in their boots while Colin Coward laughs from a, his throne atop the media empire. Wyatt, were we wrong about Sam Darnold, right about Matt Rule, or is this just a a fluke 2-0 team? What do we take away from this Panthers
1: team? I don't think it's a complete fluke, but I'm not willing to say that we were wrong about Sam Darnold because uh, I'm willing to say that we're right about Matt Rule and especially Joe Brady. They put Sam Darnold in a lot of really good positions. Uh, They make easy throws for him. They give him a quick slant. They give him a drag across the middle. They give him a ten-yard in across the middle. When I watched him play, uh, most recently, they just were were just chipping away at the middle of the field. The reason why Lamar Jackson is criticized as such a bad thrower is because he can't throw to the outside as much. And the Panthers so far have not asked Sam Darnold to do that, which makes him look like a really polished thrower. He is not exactly the what number two or number three overall pick that he was a couple years ago, but he is a really good game manager. And I think that that's what the Panthers need right now because that defense is legit. They have great pass rushers. Uh, against the Saints, they were it was a great pass rush. They created tough under pressure throws. Um, last year in 2020, they drafted all defense, so it's kind of mm-hmm. bound for a lot of those guys to pa- to pin out. And Jeremy Chan, last as a rookie, was already in second or third place as defensive rookie of the year. So they they had already done well. Add that JC Horn into that mix and you make for a really good secondary plus a pass for us uh that shows they have a lot of talent and it's kind of shined through recently so i don't think that the panthers are a complete fluke Uh, the defense is really well ran i think matt rule has put together good culture and as long as sam darnold just makes the quick and easy throws that they ask him to or they do the things where they extend the pocket then they're going to be in really good shape to have a winning season this year
0: Yeah, I I pretty much agree there. The thing I wanted to to get out there is, so people that are you know Colin Coward is the leader of the Sam Darnold fan club. It might be a mem uh, like a membership of one, but he insists on complimenting Darnold at every turn and crapping on Baker Mayfield when Baker does what Darnold does at just a much higher level is like you said, Mm -hmm. being a game manager. And you can't like you like he always says you can't ask Baker to go win the game for you. Well, you can't ask Sam Darnold to do that either you got to ask McCaffrey to do that yeah. or, you know, the receivers mm-hmm. that he's got to, to go make some plays in space. Like, when you look at his stats, it's pretty much exactly how he started his 2019 season. He has, like, three touchdowns in a, in a pick and a pretty solid completion percentage through two games. Then he, he had mono, I think, so, like, that kind of <laughs> skewed. Like, he didn't. his well, second game wasn't until, like, week six or something. Yeah. But then his third – I don't think this is going to happen against the Texans, but his third week – was his infamous ghost game where he had like four picks against the Patriots? <laughs> so you know, it's two wins on unknown teams. Something about the Jets' quarterbacks. I know. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. so it's two wins on really unknown teams. Like there, there are seven teams that are two and zero right now. Do I think the Panthers are one of the seven best teams in the NFL? No. Yes. But are they a playoff team? A top fourteen team? Probably. Like given their schedule as well, they've been like Wyatt said, they've been beneficiaries. Uh, of a favorable schedule And they're going to continue to benefit from it Based on the rest of their schedule Especially if, if they can beat the Saints again And then they're going to have the Falcons Which probably I would think would be two wins there too Bucks, who knows But yeah
2: No, I agree though I've seen this this charade before Where it's like, oh Sam Darnold's turned it around Because he has like a two or three game stretch I, He's definitely going to be better than he ha- Than he was with the Jets He's just in a much better situation He's got Christian McCaffrey, he's got more weapons, he's got no line. Um, but I don't like I th- the narrative has very much been like he's a whole new QB. Like he's <laughs> yeah. never he's not going to be a better than average NFL QB in my opinion this season. I just I don't believe it. Um if he is then, oh, yeah, maybe <laughs> it's going to going to be a hit to my pride, but I guess I guess good for Sammy D.
0: Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. What about on the Texans' side? So, so like we mentioned, Wyatt mentioned earlier, I think they don't actually look terrible. But for the second season in a row, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt in the second game of the season, and now a rookie QB comes in to replace him. So that gave Stanford alum Davis Mills his first NFL snaps. Any, like, takeaways or thoughts on the Texans right now? I mean, they
3: don't right? look... Oh, sorry, go no, ahead, no,
1: no, You take it, Luke. Take it. Take it.
3: I was gonna say, well, they don't look horrible, but they don't you know, look great either. Like, they were somewhat competitive against the Browns, and their only win is against the Jaguars, though. And like, beating the Jaguars is basically like not a, even a win at all at this point. I feel like, like <laughs> oh they're God. just like, I don't know. I, I I'm not super confident in Davis Mills either. He didn't like light it up at Stanford. I think Tyrod Taylor is like a is like a, a competent NFL QB, and I think having to downgrade to Davis Mills will take them from like seeming moderately competitive to, like, just
4: bad again. <laughs> Dude, my heart breaks for Tyrod Taylor because he was looking really good this year. Like, yeah, I would he say he was looking I better know. than just competent. He was, like, shining. Everybody thought the Texans were going to be so bad without Watson, and Tyrod Taylor was like, no. Okay,
1: well, it, here, I'm not going to lie. The, the game against the Jaguars was a toilet bowl, I would, I would call it, <laughs> it. The, yeah. it. It was a very sloppy game the one famous play where Tyrod Taylor avoids a sack and he boots out the pocket and he throws it downfield into triple coverage or whatever. That was like one of the worst plays I've ever seen somebody make if it were to get intercepted. But it it worked out in their favor, so I'm going to take it. Historically speaking, any team that has Tyrod Taylor has found their future quarterback, and they were on that roster pretty much. From the Bills to the Browns to the Chargers and now to the Texans, if I am a Texans fan, I'm very hopeful because now we know Davis Mills is the quarterback for the <laughs> Texans' future. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't he know. He's great just has,
3: intangibles,
0: you know. Does he? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I never watched him play in college. I hardly know anything about Davis Mills, and I'm always skeptical about those guys that just kind of come out of nowhere. He's, oh, he's got a great arm or like a great stature or whatever, yeah. you know. I'm always skeptical of that, yeah. but
1: we will see. Big neck. big hands big neck okay (laughs) well
0: let's let's round this uh, let's uh, let's round this episode off with a score prediction for this game uh, as as well as a winner Lucas who do you got
3: Uh, I think the Texans keep it kind of close in the first half but Panthers defense locks them down they kind of run away with it in the second I say Panthers 34 to 16 okay
0: Aiden
2: yeah, I'm, I'm also going Panthers. I, they're just a better team. Um, mm-hmm. right? they're, they're entering 3-0, 24-13. You know, uh,
0: okay. I went one number off on both team score from Lucas's. I went 33-17 Panthers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bart?
4: <clears throat> uh, I think Davis Mills is going to be seeing things in his nightmares both before and after, 27-10.
0: Ooh,
1: okay. For the Panthers. Okay. Ouch. Why? Not gonna Bart. You took my exact prediction in score. I think that they're gonna terrorize Davis Mills. I'm just gonna bump it up to 28 and 13. Okay. <laughs>
4: okay. Do we do we know who was closest last week? Or yes, we score wise. Uh, I, I
1: I'll believe check at the one next point episode. <laughs> I remember looking at the score. It was in the third quarter and saying that's the score I predicted. And I knew that it wasn't I wasn't gonna win that bet anymore. Yeah. Well I mean I predicted
3: seventeen to nine, so like yeah. I mean, that was gone quick. That
1: was like if nobody scores for the rest of the game and in like the middle of the third quarter, we're in good shape. Which would make for one of the worst Thursday night football games ever in like the second half.
0: So none of us yeah. I don't think were really close. None of us were really close on the score. Didn't it end up being like what, thirty yeah. something Because you all well, slept yeah, on the Giants
1: offense. That's why.
4: Well, so did yeah. you apparently <laughs> right? Oh,
1: there was nice. 7,
0: 17 to 9, 21 to 10, 17 to 10, 23 to 13. We're all in like the 17 to 20 range. And then 20 to 14.
3: There was 23 to 13 was closest?
0: That. That's Bart right there there you go Ooh. king Visionary. that's why he asked yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I, I
4: thought i was no at one point i literally was like cheering for the giants because i thought i had picked them to win i didn't even remember what my, what I <laughs> oh my even, even when you, you <laughs> just watch like, oh, them shoot. you're entranced. <laughs> that's why right. <laughs> they have that effect on you
1: and if you were entranced by this episode why don't you go ahead and subscribe to us on apple podcasts also, leave us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. We're engaged there, and we tease a TikTok. I'm thinking about it, but go ahead and follow us <laughs> on TikTok as well. Um, and then we'll see you in the next episode.